Is here. How are you, Chris? Terrific. You are a writer. Yes, I am. Director as well, or just a a director, writer, a real estate entrepreneur, <laughs> and and um, part time dad. Well, full time dad. Really. You are, as we say in the business, in features. Yes. And anything we would have known, and the people out there would know. Uh, have you seen Apocalypse Now? Uh, it rings a bell. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't do that one. <laughs> um, I did do a movie called Man Made, M-A-I-D. Right, with Sarah Rue. Sarah Rue, um, Philip Vaden, um, uh, Jane Lynch, um, John Doe, uh, a whole bunch of... John guys. Doe? Yeah. John oh, Doe. from X? Yeah. The band? Yeah. Okay. Look yeah. how cool I am. Yeah, you know. I know John you're Doe. You're young, you're hip, <laughs> you know? This is available on the Netflix? It's, um, it's, right now, it's on iTunes. It's probably the easiest way to get it, the, it unless you're in, like, Jakarta or if you're in... Um, <laughs> I'm very big there. Yeah. This show uh, is huge in Jakarta. Yeah, no, my friend just found it in, um, like, a, a legitimate bookstore in... Some really remote area, like in Jakarta. I forget actually the name of the place. But you know, going to all those countries, you've been around a little bit. You can buy a DVD on the street for nothing. Well, that's why I was amazed it was actually a, a legitimate uh, dealer. Right, know? right. Um, uh, they were actually selling a, a non-pirated version of it. And, sure. and it's flying off the shelves, I'm flying sure. Off. I think it's I've sold maybe three copies, I think. <laughs> so, yeah. It's huge there. Well, as a filmmaker, when you travel around and you see that in all those cities and yeah. you're just going... I remember being in Asia and seeing movies that hadn't even come out yet yeah. in America. Or yeah. they had just come out that week right. in America... And there, you could buy bootlegs on the street. I know, I know. It's disheartening, I'm, especially <laughs> as an independent filmmaker, because you know all that money is coming right out of your cut. Right, you know? right. <laughs> <laughs> your huge cut. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's a labor of love, I think. So you're here because I know you've traveled around a lot. We've known each other for oh, quite a while. Yeah, yeah, maybe ten, twelve years. Geez, yes. God. Yeah, since we were like in our teenagers, yeah, since we were teenagers, yeah. <laughs> you uh, worked on some films, uh-huh. and you were, just had a baby when a couple uh, years ago. Yeah, she's a year and a half. So yeah. So right before you had a baby, you took a little trip. Yeah, this yeah. fascinated me. Okay, to China, right? And what were you doing in China? Tell the yeah, folks. Yeah, fascinated. I think some of my relatives too, because they're like, "You're leaving your pregnant wife at home to go to China." The, yeah, um, that, I'm sure that won you big points at home. Yeah, no, was, I think she was, you know, glad to be rid of me for a while. <laughs> How uh, long were you gone for? Uh, I was only gone for three weeks. So it was three weeks. Yeah. So it okay. Wasn't, uh, I thought it was longer. No, maybe we're thinking of another trip. Or okay. Something. Yeah. Um, Let's start with that one, though. Well, okay. Um, you were following around a minor league Chinese basketball team? Yeah, I was sort of a groupie for a, a Chinese basketball team. Uh, my, my friend um, Casey Owens is a basketball coach, um, poet, basketball coach. Those two uh, things are just yeah, very common. Hand hand. Yeah, I met him in grad school <laughs> at Naropa Institute, and he went on to become a ba- professional basketball coach. Coach for the Bulls for a while. Oh, yeah. my hometown, Chicago Bulls. Yeah, okay, Chicago. What was his name? Casey? Casey Owens, yeah. Casey Owens, yeah. okay. Anyways, he ended up in China, in Shanghai, coaching a, a minor league team called the Shanghai Sharks. And um, said, hey, you've got to come over here and check this out. It's, it's really unusual. <laughs> Chinese basketball. Yeah. Well, you immediately think of Yao Ming. And he does, in fact, own the team. Yao Ming owns Yao the team. Ming, yeah, who's like a... I, as close as it comes to a god in a communist country. I oh, guess. yeah. Yep. Wow. Um, and he's, pardon the pun, he's huge in China. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I went over, um, flew over from LAX using some of my uh, frequent fly- flyer right. points, which I actually, I don't really like to travel. I just, I like to accumulate rewards <laughs> points. So I have to travel. Exactly. To, to do that. Um, but, um and yeah, so I followed around. Well, I, I flew around to a few different cities with the team, and that was an interesting. Okay, so, so from LA, you went. Where'd you land? Shanghai? LA, Japan. What is it? Uh, Narita? Narita? Yeah, yeah, in Narita, Tokyo. Yeah, uh, I was on Japan Airlines. Very nice airlines. Yes. Um, great lounge. Really great lounge oh, in Narita. Was this, uh, oh, Japan Airlines? Yeah. I was in the American Airlines lounge. Oh, that's there. for dogs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's still one of my yeah. favorite Admirals clubs, though. Yeah. I mean, full bar, uh-huh. sushi, uh-huh. 
Everything. It was yeah. it's gorgeous. And of course it's Japan, so everything's like super clean. Smoking and, lounge. Oh, everything. Yeah. Yeah. And you were still smoking then. I was smoking it more than ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um and uh yeah, China, yeah, showers, you know, the whole bit, which right. I didn't realize until I left China that I was gonna need a shower in the airport mm-hmm. um, on the way home. Um, <laughs> to wash but, the China off you? Well, not just China, but I had played a, a game of basketball. Uh I, we wait there's a big wager between the American coaches and the Chinese coaches about who would win this basketball game. It happened over several meals and a lot of right. beverages. <laughs> and somehow I was included into this group of... Yeah, include the writer with the professional yeah. basketball players. Yeah. Do you got um, game? Do you got any... Uh... Not re- Well, you know, I, I've got hustle, you know? <laughs> You're scrappy. Yeah. I, You'll throw a pick. I will throw the elbow. You'll do the dirty work underneath. I'll take a hit. <laughs> take a know? charge. Yeah. So my, you know, limited minutes, but valuable right, right. as a, you know, as a, as kind of a thug. You're like the, you're like the Kurt Rambis of that. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, very much so. Um, <laughs> and anyway, so uh, you know, the, the call came right the night before we were. I was leaving China. I was exhausted because these guys live like rock stars. Over, I mean, mm-hmm. the the travel schedule that these guys keep was mind-boggling, and it's not exactly staying at the Four Seasons either. You're staying in some pretty humble hotels with. Um, Right. You know. Um, well, how many games did you see? Um, in Shanghai, I think I saw three or four. Um, and in Xi'an, I saw just one. And then um, up in Uramuchi, saw one. So I saw, I don't know, maybe five or six total. So you went from Tokyo, you landed in Shanghai? Shanghai, yeah. Your fir- had you been to China before? I had not. Your first impressions? First impression was... Um, Holy crap, there's a lot of people here. <laughs> well, I, I got in there at night, and there wasn't really that many. It's a huge airport. And, uh-huh. um, and I felt like I was like part of a... You know, I was paranoid by nature. Mm-hmm. So I just assumed every, I'm being spied on, even in America. <laughs> you know? And so, now you're in the communist yeah, country. So I'm and, certain of it. Right. You know, I'm certain that everybody's a double agent. <laughs> and I'm, um, you know, I'm trying to outsmart them, because you know, I don't want to be caught. You know, <laughs> was someone uh, there to meet you? Yeah, I had some. Uh, my friend, you know, through their organization, through the Sharks, had sent one of the the guys. Um, I'm forgetting his name right now, um, but he he could pretty much get you watches, suits, you know, whatever, anything you, want. you need. Yeah, but the first thing they did was hand me a cell phone, which I was, you know, pretty sure that that was how they were going to monitor yeah. me and follow me. <laughs> but. Um, because you got so many secrets, you know. Yeah, I mean, you're putting you know, together a film over look there. Just head of hair. I mean, you know, the Chinese would kill for this. <laughs> you know, um, it is a nice head of hair. Thank you, uh, but do get a haircut while you're in Shanghai. Do oh, did you get one? Absolutely. Yeah, and it's <laughs> why is it? Uh, are they known for that or something? Well, they have teams of people that work on everything because they're trying to like they're trying to get full employment. So yes. there's a, somebody who picks up the when, and when there's a 1.4 billion people, there's a lot of. A lot of bodies to go around. Exactly. You're not short of labor. Right. So, you know, somebody opens the scissors and then somebody comes over, takes the scissors and closes them. You know? <laughs> but it really was remarkable how many people it took to cut my hair. And they, and they brought in this this. Well, team. how many? Like, give me an Well, number. okay, you sit, you, you come in, somebody, you know, takes your name at the front. Um, they kind of, then a couple people kind of whisk you in and then they... Like start rubbing your shoulders and kind of, oh. you know, yeah, yeah, it's it's really nice. And then they offer you a, a full massage, which I, I I didn't go there for a massage. I went there for a haircut, right? Um, yeah, but what is it? I mean, I I rarely turn down a massage. So no, no. How no, much but, are we talking here? An extra two bucks? Yeah, something? it's it's the it, it's you know it's cost. But it's a man rubbing you down. Uh, I think it was a. I couldn't tell. You. Oh, I'm going to say it was a woman. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but you know who knows. Who <laughs> right. Um, Close your eyes. Yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. Very feminine man. I, I gotcha. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyways, you, so you, they, they go through this whole washing. You know, somebody washes your hair, then somebody dries your hair, then they kind of somebody else comes and gets you and takes you to the chair, and then when they're finally ready, and for these the, are all different people, all day. different people. Okay. And then then when the, somebody's finally ready, you think you know what's going to come next um, before the actual hair stylist shows up they wheel out a tv monitor and bring it to my 
station. And this is not a fancy salon. This is like a, you know, mid-level salon. It's not How like, big of a, you know, I think everything in China is probably there to suit, was there a hundred chairs lined up? Or were you in a, was, um, a warehouse with... There was probably, I'm going to say 15 chairs. Okay. Yeah. A lot of old ladies in there, a lot of, you know, different kinds of people. A lot of very hip, like, dressed young people that were just kind of hanging around. <laughs> I think that they were the stylists. Okay, like, yeah, yeah, the, the hip guys. It's kind sure. of a glamour job. Mm-hmm. Um, and here comes white guy and with, yeah. the, with this different head of hair. Yeah. Because there was a joke Bobby Slayton used to do in his act about, uh, you know, it's tough being in a place. You go into a, a salon here and mm-hmm. there's all these different styles on the wall and right <laughs> it's like in china there's just a hundred pictures of mo yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah mao um yeah no mo from the mo. three stooges oh, okay um, <laughs> yeah yeah there's a lot of, bull, oh, a lot oh, of bull. oh you want haircut we got mo yeah, mo yeah. mo mo well, pete you, rose you just, you mo just, you pick your ball you know <laughs> yeah, you, right you put it on so here's this, you know, white guy coming in. Hey, we got a new head of hair. Yeah, I think in Shanghai they're sort of used to round eye. Yeah, it's a big city. You know? yeah, okay. And um, so they wheel a TV in front of you. So they wheel, yeah. So they wheel a TV up, and I'm thinking, okay, what what's going on? Yeah, you know, what is this? And then they bring over this, what looks like a flashlight, kind of, um, and it's, but it's on a, it's got a, a cord, you know, and. It's and a karaoke it, machine. Well, it, it sort of looks like a karaoke machine, yeah. And I, I and so they they start putting it in my head, and I'm kind of resisting, and then they kind of have to kind of hold me down a little bit, and, you know, just so that so I can see the what's going on in the follicles of my hair. It's a camera. It's a camera that that they rub like along your head. What so are you they, looking for? Well, I didn't know. Apparently, there's there's a Lice? horror show up there. Apparently. Um, <laughs> I, I don't speak, you know, Chinese, but, right? But from the reactions, it was apparently apparently there's a lot of really bad things oh, going on. Yeah, they had a lot of gasps when they're looking at the top. Yeah, of Yeah, they called over a lot of def- different experts, <laughs> and and they they pointed out the, the, with a lot of you know body language and, and eye contact that there were some you know some things needed to be addressed. So basically, so basically, like, this is their way of selling you products exactly. to fix this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, it's the mechanic and, and, who come and over see, and, and see, oh. it looks like it looks like you know it's ugly. You know you're looking at your head. I'm sure all of our heads look exactly. Uh, well, yeah, the same. But, but but what it came down to is that I needed this special oil, right? <laughs> right. And because um, you have dry, flaky skin, they said kind of or something, thing, yeah. right? And so you know who might argue if you know three dozen Chinese people, you know. <laughs> Um, a billion Chinese can't yeah. be wrong. Yeah, and th- listen, these people actually have incredible hair. You know? <laughs> and so I think to myself, "Hey, here I am. Let's do it. You know, bring it on." Yeah. So they. And then start- you find out. Then you find out later that oil's made from you know endangered tiger I didn't paw ask what it was or made something. Of, yeah, that's what I'm worried about. It's not. You know, it's a cultural thing. in an ivory bottle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I let that slide. I you know I let them rub whatever fetuses on my head. Right. Or, um, the oil, um, and it smelled great. That's, okay. The thing is, is it was actually, I could feel it like tingling and, and it smelled really good. And they, they rubbed like four bottles of this stuff into my <laughs> hair, you know, and, and, and they wouldn't kept wanting to do more. Right, you know? right, right. And finally I was like, you know, that's sat. I mean, what, uh, you know, what point is it saturated? You know what I'm thinking? <laughs> you know? And I was thinking it's, I don't like the way this is going. Yeah. It seemed, you know. So this is before it was cut. This is before it was cut, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Post-shampoo, before cut. Before cut. Okay. So uh, now you got the oil in your head. Yeah. When does this guy ever cut your hair? Well, then this guy, the super kind of trim, well-dressed, young guy. Right, the hipster stylist. Very hipster, in. very kind of poker-faced mm-hmm. guy. Kind of comes out, and he's got this asymmetrical haircut. You know, sure. So it looks like you know, an 80s cut, but like with kind of a modern, you know, <laughs> right. slightly more style, not just kind of like... Not know. so flock of seagulls, but like updated. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And it's, it's a pretty cool haircut. And right. I'm thinking, God, you know, I'm 18. He's 18. <laughs> you know, this, this could work for me. Um, and, you know, he basically does one of these, you know, shrugs his shoulders and is like, how do you want your haircut? You know, okay. which is something that I never know how to answer, even in America. Um, and so I just, I just sort of like indicated him with my body language that I wanted my haircut sort of like his, but not so much because mm-hmm. you know, I'm in China. I mean, he, you know, who cares? You know, 
<laughs> what's, what, what's the if you're ever going to experiment, yeah. And he, it turned out, he, I, I think it's the best haircut that I've ever had in my life. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Are there photos that we can? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's you know it's, it was like because we'll put little... that when I put the uh, description yeah. on the website, okay. you're gonna have a photo okay. of uh, you and this I'd maybe awesome before haircut. Before and after, because before it wasn't so great. Okay, and I think that would be a- good. Yeah, the after, you know, the after probably won't mean as much <laughs> unless you see the before, which, which is <laughs> so there was no that you just kind of gestured you wanted something like his, and so, then there was yeah, no picture I, on the like, wall you, you could know, point like, to like yours, but you know, not so much like yeah. yours. You know, and I think he, he seemed to really get it. So there was no English going yeah, on in this no, place. There was no talking going on okay, between gotcha. he and I. I don't think we ever spoke a word to each other, <laughs> which is great. You know, that's actually something that more stylists in America could could learn. Shut the hell up, basically. Learn, we can learn a lot from the Chinese. <laughs> you know, they've been doing this for a lot longer than we have. So you got your great haircut. Got my great haircut. What did that cost in like in U.S. dollars? Um, I think I've calculated it to be around twenty dollars, which is which is per- a lot of money there. Yeah, it's 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 that's it's a you know it's a it's a lot of money in China. Yeah, right. So you were still smoking then, and I yeah. hear in China everybody smokes. Yeah, everybody smokes. Right. Was even it, the players, was a little overwhelming. Even the coaches, like the coaches at halftime, would go out and smoke. It was unbelievable. <laughs> and these the guys players were like, too. Yeah, and these guys were Olympic. Not so well. The pl- some of the players smoke. Not, not, not so much cigarettes, though. Oh, really? Yeah. So there's weed in China. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's very illegal. Like I, I don't. Yeah, think... I mean the penalty's got to be pretty. Here's the thing. Like in in a city like Shanghai, you can do pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they want to catch you, they will catch you, and then you're you could be in a a serious amount of trouble. Yeah. If they don't want to catch you they're not going to you know what i mean well but i mean are you more you'll attract more attention being the big white guy walking around i mean yeah. they, are they looking out for you more yeah but they but they you know i don't know even though you have a great haircut and all yeah well i think politically <laughs> they give you a pass because look at that guy's hair that's yeah. amazing yeah and a pretty let, good a pretty good ass too. pretty good ass <laughs> yeah. let him smoke all he wants yeah yeah um i i myself of course did not you know, try, no, you yeah. wouldn't do anything no. like that. But there was all all kinds of, believe it or not, <laughs> illicit substances, and the um, the the basketball community is not as as sparkly clean as it is in America. Oh know? yeah, and it's it's yeah. pristine here yeah, in America. Yeah, yeah. Um, these guys live hard. I mean, it's I, I'm impressed with the schedules that these guys kept, and and the, the and the, I'm talking about the party schedule because it's so every you'd roll into town with mm-hmm. this team, yeah, and were you traveling by bus? Or, uh, yeah, well, you'd fly, you'd fly to the cities, and then you'd get on a bus and yeah. go to your hotel, which were, you know, always, they weren't staying. In I was the always five told star. this is good. every city we went to, which I only went to two other okay. than Shanghai. Um, I was like, oh, this is going to be an incredible hotel. You're not going to want to miss this, right? You know? And it's, we're thinking this is going to be great, you know, <laughs> Yao Ming's team, and then we'd show up at these rundown, you know, communist era. <laughs> well, it still is a communist era, but these kind of um, like cinder block, yeah. They look like prisons, yeah. Oh, that's and, a lovely like, communist one, architecture. Women so. stay on one floor, men stay on the other floor, wow. kind of thing. Um, and they're like dorms, you know. A, a lot of people in China live at their work site. Like all people in Shanghai, building these skyscrapers, are living in trailers. Yeah. So they get up in the morning, eat their ramen, mm-hmm. go work, and come, you know, walk. 15 feet to their trailer and go to sleep and get up and and it's the same with their athletes a lot of their athletes they they live in dorms the unless you're a real superstar you know which there's very few of them these guys are all living in in basically dorms and then they get up and practice and they you know they, they have a very controlled life so who monitors their salary and how do the salaries work in china are they paid by the team i mean the government doesn't have any Part of this, or did the government takes a cut? How does that um, work? You know, I don't I honestly don't know. I um, I'm assuming that Yao Ming pays the salary. I know that his company, and I'm forgetting the name of it, pays paid my my friend's salary. But they're not living like they're not living large. Like well, the China, here. Okay, here's the thing: the Chinese the CBA is what it's called, Chinese Basketball Association. Mm-hmm. They have um, are allowed to have. I think it's. T- Two foreign nationals on each team. Okay, it's like Japanese baseball. Yeah, right. Yeah, so so there'll be guys that have played in the NBA a little bit, right. you know, and they'll come over and they'll be, you know, 
pretty good in China. Yeah. So China. like uh, all these Chinese guys and like uh, two African American dudes. Exactly. On, okay. there, there was like on the sharks. There was a, a Palestinian guy. Oh really? Yeah. Is uh, there an American? An American guy. Would yeah. we know who he was? Yeah. Um, 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 I'm forgetting his name right now. I'm sorry to say. Um, um, his dad used to coach for the um, Clippers. Um, Dunleavy? Not Dunleavy. Black guy. Well, we'll look it up. Anyways, he's a. We'll cut that part out. Yeah, and he's a. <laughs> yeah. He 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 like you know people chanting his name over there. He's in, in Shanghai. Oh, big the, okay. the kid. His his kid. Um, Jean Luc. Jean Luc. Ah. Richardson. No, I don't know. Dang it, I'm not not remembering. Okay. But um, so you know some of these American players can go over there and get sneaker deals and you know be sort of really famous and China by Chinese standards at least. But they're playing in. What are the gyms like? The arenas. They're like converted, uh, you know, multi-purpose spaces. Some are, are used for obviously. Some have stages on one side. So it'd be like a convention center or something. Yeah. Yeah, and and there's no like it's the middle of the winter, and there's no ace, there's no heating, <laughs> and you know, and and so you literally can see your breath. Everyone's wearing parkas, and the players are running around in shorts. Players are running around in shorts. You know, they <laughs> they have like a ten minute halftime game. Go, game goes really fast. Yeah, and um, and um, everybody just runs outside and smokes, and then <laughs> runs back in and watches the rest of the game. And they, they're, you know, they're, the fans are pretty loyal. They're pretty intense about it. They have really catchy phrases, which people are telling me, oh, that means erase him. You know? <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Uh, erase him. Yeah. No, you heard that wrong. It means arrest him. Yeah, yeah. But as a it Western, is China, you know. As a Westerner in Shanghai, they, they don't want you to have any bad impressions, so they'll, they go out of their way to let you kind of get to the front of the line. You, you know, any security points, you just walk right through them, and nobody even... Nobody says anything. Where if you were Chinese, they'd probably you know, arrest you or something. What kind of uh, did you ever run into any kind of hassles, government hassles, or uh, no? Like in that? fact, um, I didn't even see very many. I don't. Maybe I could, saw one or two police cars the whole time I was in Shanghai. I think all of their police apparatus is is underground. It's so. Do they have uh, groupies? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad, did you see uh, the chicks hanging out at the hotel and? Not so much on that. their floor. No, not so much that. I, you know, I didn't see much of that. Um, but I think that um, um, they have a lot of community support. And at the games, there's you know people. It's like it sort of feels like high school um, in terms of the enthusiasm and the. It's like I don't think that Chinese people. I don't know. I'm not an expert. Have that many areas to where they can. Kind blow, of lose their minds, blow off start, steam, yeah, yeah, and 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 so they 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 use it as kind of a cathartic experience at the arena. Um, well, the NBA always talks about they want to expand into other markets and stuff. Like, I mean, are they really clued into the NBA and they the Chinese basketball yeah, fans? Basketball is big in China, yeah, because of guys like Yao Ming. And yeah, there's, there's a few other players there that there was are, a guy who played for the Clippers. I think it was yeah. a Chinese guy. Yeah, and there's there's some huge guys like these Mongolian guys, you know, yeah. seven foot six. I mean, it's <laughs> it's shocking, you know? right? Right. I, mean, I try to imagine because I was actually up in a city called Urumqi, which is way up in the north towards Mongolia, and um, you know, it wasn't uncommon to see some of these these guys that look like you know warriors from another era, right? And they, you know, you can just imagine what like Genghis Khan had going on with these. These massive human beings oh. coming towards you. Wasn't that guy George Murison? Was was that, he Mongolian? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He sucked, but he was huge. Yeah, he was like seven six or something like that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. so tall. I think he might have might have been playing over there. In fact, um, or did he die? I forget. I think he died. Yeah. And now Yao Ming is back, though, right? Is He's, he back in the states? Uh, he retired. Yeah. He had too many injuries. Yeah. I'm not a really a basketball expert. You know, it's it's just I just so happen to be friends with the basketball coach. Right. And um, that's and, not what I hear. I hear you got game over there. You you took on these guys. Well, we did we did have a, a game and we did win. And I, I I'm glad because it was for a thousand dollars. Oh yeah. wow! Nice. Yeah. So yeah. did was the level of play? I mean, you've seen NBA games. Mm-hmm. I mean, so is that like is about like college level? You think? Um. I mean, is there a yeah. team there that could even hold its own against an NBA team? Uh, Probably like CBA level or something like that. Yeah, I don't 
No. No. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, the Chinese national team, I think, could probably hold right, it. So, right, right, right. Um, and when I was when, – right as I left, uh, or maybe it was a couple months after I left, the coach of the Sharks, this guy who's a real – you know, the head coach of the Sharks. My buddy was an assistant at that time. Mm-hmm. He went and coached in, as a head coach in another city I never went to the next year. But um, he was a real doofus, this guy. And, um, <laughs> and he was like um, – it's almost like the government hired him to be an American clown. You know, oh. he's just yelling at the players, the referees, just being a throwing chairs. And yeah, just just a complete idiot. You right. know, doing his Bobby Knight impression. Yeah, and and, uh, and it seemed, you know, from an American point of view, it seemed very practiced and forced. Sick. Yeah, yeah. Um, he ended up becoming the coach of the Chinese national team, and I don't know. Do you remember when there was a big incident between Brazil? I think it was Brazil and China. There was a huge brawl. Oh no! And it became an international incident. How long ago was this? This was like I, th- I want to say it's like maybe eight months ago. Oh, really? Yeah, maybe it was maybe. It was a and this guy long. was egging it on, or something? yeah, and he was the root of it. Oh, great! Yeah. Well, we're bringing trash talk to the Chinese. Yeah, that's that's yeah. A, that's we got to import we got to import something to them. Clowns. Yeah, or export something. Yeah. We got to export. You got to edit that out in case I ever see that guy. <laughs> hey, Bob, how you doing? Hey, you you hadn't been to China before? No. What were your impressions when you left? My impressions were that um, there's a, a whole lot to see there, and it's hard to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, in Urumuchi, where I was at, they didn't they didn't want us to leave the hotel because they'd had some ethnic um, unrest, the, you know, between, months before between the Uyghurs, a, a population of people called the Uyghurs, and it's mm-hmm. an old. They're white people tribe. that like uh, black music. That's yeah, yeah, they like <laughs> crank. <laughs> You know, or MDA, whatever. MDA. They wear baggy pants. Those, okay, yeah, God. yeah. Um, so, are these like like a Mongolian ethnic group? They're yeah. like Turk Turkestani, I think, is what they oh like the, Turkmenistan so the, or whatever. Yeah, it's more towards that end. They have a very different look than the Han Chinese. Yeah, um, and it's a very specific culture. Well, the Chinese don't really like that. They like everybody to be in line, and they had the, yeah this big uprising up there, and it was kind of a bloodbath at a mosque. Oh wow! So the, you're talking. This is Western China. This is north North China, up near North Mo- China, near okay. Mongolia. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, and that was the most stark contrast I saw. Like Shanghai, when you're in Shanghai, you think, "Hey, this is you know, this is so Western, and anything goes." You get up to a place where they're wanting to crack down, and they had cut off all the internet. We had no internet service, no cell service. They were having conscripts marching in the streets. You know, guys. You know, fifty years old. We're marching through. You know, thirty, de- th- literally thirty degrees below zero temperatures. Oh my god! Um, brand spanking new, shiny buildings. You know, with communist, the Chinese star on it, and mm-hmm. guys standing in front with very st- strong, giant weapons. Um, you know, really imposing. Like the kind of place you're afraid to walk by. Like, yeah, you just, you just sort of <laughs> kind of look the other way and. Um, but I was told there that there, you know, I said I'd like to go out and see some of the history of this town. And the people at the hotel hotel told me there there is no history to this town. I said, well, there's got to be some history. No, no history. So I was lucky to get out at all in Urumuchi to see um, a couple fruit markets and, and a bazaar where right. where, where this, there's the root of all this unrest at this bazaar. They're just trying to erase the past of this place. Yeah, they do that really well in China. Yeah, you know, and and a lot of people there seem to support that because the you know it wasn't so great in China before Mao, mm-hmm. and the Cultural Revolution was apparently pretty brutal, but has had some as they see it some positive impact. Unless you're Tibetan or something like that, and well, <laughs> you're right. going through that stuff, right? So that's the same kind of thing all over, exactly. and Mongolia and all those things. Yeah, it's a, it, people forget how big China is. Yeah, and how varied, and how yeah. much of a there's a huge Muslim population there, which I had no idea. Really? Yeah. Um, in Xi'an, which is the center of, of, and I might be pronouncing that wrong, it's X-I-A-N. Yeah. Xi'an. That's a big city, though. It's a big city. It's where the first Chinese emperor was buried. And if you've ever seen those um, um, terracotta soldiers. Yeah, the terracotta warriors. Terracotta warriors, yeah. And we went and saw those as a team. You know, you're walking around with these, you know, these seven-foot, yeah. <laughs> players, you know, through this place, really people really take notice. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really an interesting place, um, Xi'an. There's there's a um, 
lot of really good food there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and my takeaway, you asked, and I think what, what I really liked about China was how quickly people got over like a conflict, a personal conflict. Like I saw fights in, you know, in the streets, barbers. I mean, people will shove each other, especially like I was told in Xi'an, Hey, you're going to see some fights here. And literally, I, you know what? And you know, I saw women shoving each other, you know, old people just, you know, really roughing it up. And then five seconds later, they forget it. They just completely let it go. They, they don't harbor any resent, resent. This is maybe a huge generality, but they didn't seem to harbor any ill will. Once an event has passed, they just sort of let it go. And I thought that for me was a little bit of a lesson. Like I tend to, you know, hold on to things and kind of milk them for all the misery that they're yeah. worth. You know? <laughs> and and no, not in China. They they seem to once once an event has passed, it's over. Is that just a byproduct of just being? surrounded by so many people all the time that you're going to bump into each other. You're going to have these things. Yeah, but, I guess so. I guess. And I think that, and that if you can't let it go. You're going to, you're going to go nuts. Yeah. But yeah. if you can't, if you hold it in, you're going to go nuts. Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah. They're going to go nuts. For you're sure. going to go nuts either way. Yeah. So yeah, but let but it out a little bit. I really liked, I guess the sense of that, that sense of, of, of a lack of ego, um, really was, kind of a profound thing I think for me at least to living in America living in Los Angeles um, kind of constantly being in your own head and being around people who are you know striving for for whatever they're striving for um, didn't really fame neediness emptiness money yeah you know (laughs) the usual stuff you know we're all used to it it's planted in our heads here I think they have a different script over there and they they, um, are um, you know, my experience was is that people didn't really take themselves as seriously, and 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 that that was a very kind of comforting feeling in, in some respects. How oppressive! Uh, I know you said there was soldiers and everything everywhere, but in Urumqi, not in Shanghai. Yeah, I mean, when I see things of when I see pictures of Shanghai, I picture this. It looks very space age, yeah, kind of modern. Looks like out of the Jetsons, yeah. But there's also I'm assuming a real old historic side to it as well. And it's just those two or have they wiped it out? I mean, they've wiped it out. Oh, really? That's yeah. sad. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, a... you're talking 4,000 years of history yeah. in China, you know? Oh, man. And so it, um, as someone who values, you hate to have like, them treated like Vegas you know, and, I, and put a new building up. Yeah. Every. I mean, you know, yeah. Um, it's they have no um compassion for that that kind of uh, romanticism i guess um there's like a small quarter that um and i forget the name of it but there but where the communist where the first communist meetings took place and where mm-hmm. they you know they have old copies of the communist manifesto that were tr- first translated in chinese and um and mao's you know first held his meetings in china and that's like kind of a little sacred museum it's very simple. Yeah. Um, I mean, I went in Hanoi was kind of the same thing. Yeah. You know, you, you go to Ho Chi Minh's, I went through his house and his, uh, mm-hmm. you know, his, where his office and stuff and you could see his old, his cars and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's a dichotomy in the fact that communism, they don't want to have one person rise above everything, but yet they built this, his mausoleum. I saw his body lying in state, which is the last thing he wanted. Right. You know, he's like, no, we're all communists. You know, just bury me in, in my hometown in a little simple grave. Right. And they went, yes, absolutely, Ho Chi Minh, we'll do that. And then right. as soon as he died, they built this gigantic museum, yeah. and now his body's still lying there, yeah, and people they parade had and the gain from yeah. from that. Yeah. <laughs> so they could make some money. But China still makes money at people going to see the Great Wall and the Terracotta Warriors and stuff yeah. like that. So they got to know that there's money in their history. You think they would, or else they just don't value tourism as much as a as a new well you know i didn't go to beijing um right which, that may be a different story up there um shanghai there the whole i think the whole idea is that that is the show place of modern china yeah um trying to kind of outdo hong kong you know and there's a lot of money a lot of money they're, they say that there's more millionaires in shanghai than there are, are in all of europe wow uh, and you know you see 
people driving around in Maseratis and, mm-hmm. um, you know, the rich are very, very rich and the poor are very, very poor. And, you know, the Chinese don't want you to see that, you know, um, but that it's impossible not to. Yeah. But those are the two things that, you know, communism goes against those extremes. You know, that's what they were trying. To, I don't think that they're they were trying to them. raise up the, the, you know, the level of the poor and take the money from the rich and even it out. But yeah, they're definitely not doc, doctrinaire about their um, and getting less and less. So it seems. Yeah. Well, I think it's when it's convenient, you know, right. Um, when it's convenient for them to be, you know, communist. It, 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 I don't know. It's a very complicated society. What about opening up uh, with the Internet and stuff like that? I mean, did you have a problem? Well, when I was there, there was a big hoo-ha with Google. And okay. so Google had just been, I think, kicked out or decided to leave China. Yeah, yeah, there was a and big... And Bing was going to be the the browser because they would play ball with the Chinese, I guess. Basically, it was about censorship or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know, again, I'm not, I, I, I was over there following, a, you know, my friend's basketball team <laughs> round and, you know. And smoking, clubs. apparently. Smoking. A lot of uh, drinking, too, right? A lot of drinking. A lot of, a lot of drinking. And, and you, you go out after these games with the coaches. Whatever city you're in, the coaches, um, and the, the team owner would host you for, a, like, a, a meal. And you'd go and sit at the table, and there'd be the circular. Um, right. You all share the dishes. Lazy and- Susan sort of deal in the middle. And, and, and there's just an incredible amount of foods. And sometimes there'd be two or three of these meals a night, like, after the dinner. Oh. Um, after, wait a minute. After, after the dinner, after the after the dinner, there'd be another dinner, <laughs> um, and drinking. You know, and their whole, you know, they loved trying to get the American coaches just schnockered, and uh-huh. you know, it was a great excuse for them to get really, really drunk too. Right. Um, and we drank some, you know, some pretty terrible tasting stuff. What is their big drink? Are they whiskey drinkers or like well, is there a like home brew their, that they like? Yeah, to- they like to share whatever their local kind of rice liquor right was and you'd drink that stuff and you know the next day you'd just be you know destroyed <laughs> but um, it was a lot of fun and there were some really great hosts and and those meals were a lot of fun to everybody would make a toast there's a, a real joy and sharing time with people i think and it, it didn't seem like it was a a labor to them it seemed like it was something that that they really did enjoy to do. What about a Chinese uh, nightclub? Yeah, you know... What are those Again, like? I was on sort of a weird schedule. You're with a basketball team. Come on. Yeah. Tell me with a seven-foot basketball player, yeah. you can't get in a, well, you know, past the velvet yeah. rope. You'd, here's the thing. Like, I went to a couple of places that were supposed to be like the hottest club. And, you know, I'm 18, and I enjoy Yeah, of course you're club. 18, sure. Yeah. Um, you know, as much as the With next, a great haircut, as walking next, around. Yeah, as much as the next guy. <laughs> but... You know, we'd go to these like high-rise buildings, and there'd be these you know really opulent um, nightclubs with really loud music, and you know, um, really expensive drinks, and and you know, yeah, everybody treats you really well because you're with this basketball team, part of the Yao Ming, you know, under the, right. the shadow of Yao Ming, sort of. But yeah, they're pretty boring to me. That, that's that's that's. I don't even like those here. You know. Yeah, me either. But yeah. Oh, what did? But did you notice any big differences in the rituals? No, uh, I mean, you know, people people still who, like a meat market. Yeah, people I mean, trying to hook those up. kind of places. That, that's sort of an there's an international kind of language there, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's buy me a drink and this is yeah, and it's it's about hey, who, you know, who's got the most money? Who's the best looking? And uh, were there a lot of like prostitutes and stuff hanging around in every city? Um, I don't know if like the government cracks down on that or they turn a blind eye. Or I think for the Olympics, I was told that they were like they were doing all sorts of stuff to kind of like clean it up, clean it up, or at least put a put a um, a, a blind. On yeah, it, you know. <laughs> right. Um, but I think prostitution is is fairly well accepted in China, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, that's a really complicated subject. You know, you don't know how people get into it, but I definitely was taking down parts of Shanghai um, that there would be, um, I mean, blocks and blocks and blocks of mm-hmm. these kind of dark buildings, and you'd just you'd drive past, and there'd be, you know, eyes kind of looking out these little windows, you know, um, and it was 
it's really bizarre. Oh, it's yeah. a, this is the red light district? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that there's more than one of them. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. guessing. Yeah. Um, so I think prostitution and is pretty well accepted there. I don't think it's even frowned upon. And you can gamble on these games, right? I mean, these uh, basketball games? Um, or can you? Or is it right I, out I, in the I, open, I, these guys throwing money around I, I, in the stands? Do, do Chinese people like to gamble? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, Usually most countries, like you know, England or any yeah. of those things, you can bet on everything. I mean, you can bet on you know, Prince William's wedding. I, mean, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know if people were gambling on these games. I know that the referees were completely corrupt. So, yeah, I'm going to assume um, that there was gambling going on. Yeah. Um, but you know, I could never tell if, you know, how legit the, it was in a way. Give me the most obvious corrupt thing that you saw a referee do. Oh, they were, you know, they were just, you know. Horrible? Just so bad. It's, you know, it's, <laughs> um, it was almost like watching the Harlan Globetrotters sometimes. You know? <laughs> just like, phantom foul calls and all those things. And- yeah. And, you know, I'm not even, like I said, an expert on basketball. But, you know, I was sitting down on the bench with the coaches and, you know, at these games. And, you know, was, I, I'd get caught up in the moment, you know, and I'd get <laughs> right. and start screaming, you know. Um, because it was. Did you get so, a technical called on you? I never got a technical called on me, <laughs> and I tried to know my place, but I sometimes forgot. Yeah, I wanted to get out there and you know get in the mix. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like being on the bench. You know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. I want to play. Did you uh, follow the team now on the internet? Do you? Do I you did keep a up little bit. It turns out it's harder to do than I would have thought um, because you have to sort of pay for the subscription service oh. to the CBA and. I kept asking my friend for his password because I'm that cheap. <laughs> yeah. And um, so I could just get little bits. Like if you want more, you have to pay for the subscription, you know. What was the craziest thing you ate? In China? In China. Or that you saw other people eating um, that you didn't want any part of? Because China's you know, notorious for this. Yeah, I don't even want to get it. You can get everything stuff. on a stick. Yeah, I, I mean, I ate some some stuff that I don't even know what it was, you know, I really, but I mean, that's, it's sort of unfair because I, I ate so much good food, so much mm-hmm. fresh food and, and they, they don't waste anything over there. You know, they've got no, such a absolutely. different perspective on food. And I, some of it's hard to stomach as a Westerner and the treatment of animals and things like that. You know, it's, it, if you start to think about it, it's, it's, it's hard to kind of un, unthink about it. Yeah. Um, but, there's no preservatives in any of the food. You know, it's all, it's natural. Yeah. Um, like, if you, oh, you ordered the chicken? Let's go kill one out in the backyard. Right. And, you know, the, and there's, so I had some really good food. Um, some of it, I don't know what it was. No and, uh, sickness? No problems? No did, problems. Wow. Yeah. You lucked out. Yeah, I think I was keeping enough um, um, alcohol in my system to... <laughs> to kill any... Yeah. It's yeah. like an antibiotic, really. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> you can find Jim Beam, it turns out. Yeah. Oh, you can? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. About- what about prices for everything? Did you, as the, did they always treat you as you're the guest? Or did you ever say, is it customary for you to be, since you're the guest, that you treat your hosts? Or do you bring a gift when you go places? I know gifts are big. Um you know, I was just sort of on the ride. You know, yeah. The ride was going, and I showed <laughs> up, you know, and they happened to like me. Like, so they invited me on these road trips, you know? Oh, that's cool. Um, which I wasn't initially supposed to go on. I thought I was going to be in <laughs> Shanghai by myself when Casey went on his trips, and I was going to maybe do a trip to, you know, here or there, mm-hmm. go out into the country. But I ended up just sort of being on the on the on the on the bus, you know. I'd be throwing that Yao Ming name around all over the place. Yeah, we can. I'd be playing the Yao throw. Ming card. Yeah, I mean that's about all I could throw around. You know, uh-huh. I didn't know how to say much else. And I, he was I, not around. You you couldn't see him. No, I was supposed to see Yao one night actually at one of those clubs. You know, so he was in town. He was supposed to be in town. Okay, and he was. But apparently, he's a really nice guy. You know, he picked my in Texas when my my friend took the job. I. Yao picked him up at the airport, you know, really down to earth. Mm-hmm. Um, supposedly, he's one just a really nice person. Easy to spot him when you get off the plane. Easy to spot. Hey, where's Yao? Yeah. Right. Oh, there he is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, what about you? Where are you going next? What's your... this? Is not about me. Oh, okay. You know, it's not about me. Right. <laughs> this is all about you. Right. I got a big trip planned. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that. I'll cover that later in, mm-hmm. in other episodes. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Your next big trip. Well, and we did all China this one, but uh, yeah. you've been to a few other places. 
Yeah. Your favorite part of the world. Front- we'll, do, we'll start with the 10 uh, questions. Frontierland's really <laughs> worth the trip. Well, now you have a baby, so yeah. it's a little more limited now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, we don't have anything on the books. We, we did a little... Tr- we, we, everybody said when you have a baby, there's a certain window. Like, between, before they're, you know, a year, a year and a half. When they just sleep on the plane. Where, they, where they're a little bit easier to travel. So we kind of yeah. took everybody's advice, and we did a couple trips. We did, went, went to, to France a few months ago and had a, okay. had a great time there. Um, but nothing on the books right now. Just just being in the, in the moment here. Toughest part about traveling with a baby. How old is your daughter now? A uh, year and a half. A year and a half. So you got a year and a half old. Did she sleep on the plane? Uh, we got some toxic diapers that <laughs> actually created a chemical burn. What? Um, yeah, we thought it was just diaper rash, then starting to put it together. What, what's going on here? Well, you bought the diapers here in America. Yeah, so, uh, somebody gave somebody had some extras. Like they were. Oh, really? They're trying to unload some yeah, toxic diapers. Let's like, give them to the new family. Yeah, don't I know. Nice. I know this. Those is are good friends. Thing. There's um, these thin. In fact, stay away from these because they're really, really evil. Okay. Um, and you can name a brand. Public so, service announcement. So for we people. had the yeah Pampers. Oh, they the were Pampers, Pampers Ultra Thin something, and it was like they were like paper, and it's like, well, how does this absorb? You know, it doesn't make any sense. I kept saying that to my wife. This doesn't make any sense, you know. <laughs> and then finally, you know, when we were in Paris, I started to say, well, what, what's been different, you know? Because we had we we you know used a bunch of points and flew British Air, okay, you know, um, business class. Oh, sweet. So, and we had a bassinet, so we should have had the. You know, we, it should have been like the dream flight for having a kid, you know. But she was uncomfortable. But she was crying the whole time, oh. so it was pretty rough. Oh, you're yeah. that guy I end up sitting in front yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, that's that why they don't let with, kids oh, sit in you the, the upper class uh, seats <laughs> yeah. any longer in some airlines, I guess. But, um, it's but that fun. was taken care of. It's fun. They're great ambassadors. Like, uh, you know, in Paris... They love kids, and there's parks mm-hmm. everywhere. It's a great place to go with kids. Right? I hear about, I hear that about a lot of countries. You know, you read in the guidebooks, like Thailand. Oh, the Thais love children, mm-hmm. and they'll come up and they'll play with your children. They, I mean, they're just very mm-hmm. children friendly. And yeah, you found that. I mean, I don't know what that means. Yeah, the, I mean, what, um, what's the difference? It slows you down a bit. Than America, is that I, I, is that saying America is not children friendly? Maybe it isn't. I, I don't know. I. I Maybe a little bit, I, you know. I um, I definitely felt, and I you know hear that too. But I, I definitely felt like th- there was not any any situation you couldn't take your kid into. Like, I like, think that must be it. Like, yeah. Like, and and then you could stay up late. You know, people out there, you know, everyone's smoking and pushing their stroller at and the bar at the restaurant. Yeah, yeah you yeah. know, and 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 or dogs too. Yeah, kids are staying up till midnight <laughs> watching you know soccer games. With right. Their, Drinking just, wine, yeah. I mean, they're in, they're <laughs> part of the community, you know. Just, yeah, and, and they have to adjust. We do, we shield them more here, I think. I think we do, and I think we're seeing positive results, positive and negative. Yeah, all you're going with positive. No. Yeah, okay. Um, no, I, I, does I that affect you as a parent? You see, like when you worry about, you know, these kids got to wear a helmet everywhere, riding their bike and stuff in this country. Do you look at that and go, wait a minute? I, we, I was in China, and kids were smoking it too, and right. Well, they live. smokes. But, um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Are we? You think we're overprotective now that you see? Uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. That's such a hard. Yes, I do. I think. I think that. Um, you know. I that, think there is something about. You know, hiding alcohol and hiding nudity and hiding all this from them yeah. that makes makes us in this country go overboard. You know, binge drink when mm-hmm. we're we're. Teenagers in college yeah, and all this, and over we overdo everything, yeah, and we're so exp- uptight about sex. And it's like, oh my god, there was Janet Jackson's nipple on TV, and yeah. and, and the rest of the world looks at us and it's going, it's a, that's it's a crazy. nipple. Why? Yeah. Why are you so? I know. And no, so, I, I agree with you on that, and I, I, I that's why I like to travel because mm-hmm. um, I've been traveling you know, since I was a kid, and I think I have a slightly different perspective that doesn't always jive with. Um, American culture, I, I'm sort of dumbfounded sometimes by how sheltered people are, but that's that's kind of the culture, you yeah. know. Um, and it's you know everybody's hiding their cigarettes, you know, hiding their <laughs> their their drink, you know, hiding everything, and it's sort of like you're you're not really living your life. We have a lot of built-in shame. There's a lot of in shame. This country. 
Yeah, and and it's too bad because there's really nothing to be ashamed about. I mean, it's, is it a good idea to smoke and drink too much? No, probably not. Right. Probably not. <laughs> but um, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. So I do like to travel, and there's I feel a certain freedom. I think anytime you travel, you feel a certain freedom because you've left your your identity behind, and you can kind of continually reinvent yourself. Um, and you, yeah, there's, there's your ego gets left behind a bit. You know, you don't have to worry about how you look, worry about how you're acting, who you're <laughs> talking to. You know, you're just you're just living in the moment. And and with a kid, it's 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 great because they're people are generally nice to you, and you've got a little baby. They, everybody makes a little baby makes everybody smile. <laughs> you know, um, people are very you know help you with things and get out of your way a little bit. You know, um, so that was a really positive experience and. And the other great thing about you know Paris is one of my favorite cities. There's just parks everywhere. So anytime mm-hmm. you need to change a diaper or give her a bottle or whatever, go have a sandwich. You know you're there. You look around. Look five. You know five blocks up. There's a park. And now you're in the dark zone where you don't you won't travel again till what? Well, I don't know. You know I'm just accumulating. It's all miles. Adventureland now. Yeah, it's I, I, all Orlando yeah. for you. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do something. Right now, we don't have anything on the books. We just, um, you know, we, we like to travel in America a lot, too. We've got a Eurovan camper and like to go up to Montana and that. And when she was three months old, we did a big trip with her. Oh, do you have the VW camper? Yeah. The one with the pop-up on the mm-hmm. top? Oh, buddy of mine just got one of those, an 86 yeah. that he surfs with, Yeah. him and his uh, girlfriend, and they love it. Yeah, they're awesome. Um, ours is a 99. We actually shipped it one time to Europe. You shipped your van? Yeah. We shipped it out of uh, um, L.A. to um, – where did it go? It went into um, – went into – Amsterdam? No, because uh, we shipped it out of Brussels or uh, um, Belgium, but we shipped it into – God, I think, I think it was – Wait, how did you get it to Brussels? It, uh, was, it was in Europe. Yeah. You bought it in Europe. No, bought it here. Bought it here. Yeah, because the euro is so, so strong at the time. We're like, this makes more sense yeah. to buy it here and ship it over. Okay. And ship it back. And then various members of our family, my dad, my, my aunt, my sister's family, used it at different times. And then we were the last ones to use it. And we dropped it off in, in Bruges, in Zeebrugge. Okay. And it's a new port outside of Bruges in, yeah. in Belgium. And then... Um, we drove that sucker down the Champs Elysees, like you know, midnight. Uh, you know, when we were pulling into town looking for a campsite. There's a great campsite right out, outside of in Paris. Actually. In Paris? Yeah. Oh, that's a whole other story. Yeah, we gotta, you got to come back and uh, uh, yeah. tell that story. Yeah, absolutely. We covered China though. China's done. Yeah, <laughs> I would recommend China. China's a, a good place. A lot of good people. I got to hook up with the Shanghai Sharks though. You can. I can hook you up. Now, if we learned anything, when in doubt, drop Yao Ming's name. Why not? I mean, it can't hurt. And get a sweet haircut. Get a haircut in China. (laughs) Do it. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, Mike.